Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to episode 31. Today's focus, Catholic View, why Hollywood hookups, shackups, and marriages fail. So sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock, but don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical, coming at ya now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage, while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriends problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce, combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 31st episode, Catholic View, Why Hollywood Marriages Fail. Bam! So as we always do, the quote of the day, so... Let's do this. Quote, most sound minds resent flattery because they see the egotism behind the screen of altruism. The ego is sex pleased that it loves the alter ego. But what it loves is really the possibility of its own pleasure in the other ego. The other person is necessary for the return of the egotist upon himself. The egotist finds himself constantly being encircled by non-being, purposelessness and meaninglessness. He has the feeling of being exploited, refusing to be related to anything else. He soon sees that nothing is for him. The whole world is against him, but love which stresses the object, finds itself in constantly enlarging relationships. Love is so strong, it surpasses narrowness by devotedness and forgetfulness of self. End quote. Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, three, to get married. So welcome to our segment of the day, Marriage in the News, Hollywood Hookups, Shackups, and Screwups. <laughs> this is my segment, or I call it my take on marriage in Hollywood from a Catholic point of view. So let's get started, right? Okay. On January 1st, 1970, 
The first no divorce divorce law in the United States went into effect in California. I know, again, California. I know, let's not even go into it. But within five years, the country's divorce rate nearly doubled, skyrocketing from 650,000 divorces a year to more than 1 million. It's never fallen below that mark in the decades since. This article, I got this um, I got that information from this article by Emily Stimson Chapman of the OSV News Weekly. Um, and I also have that in the show notes for you. But here's where we go already. See, I know they say the divorce rate is around 50%, but I know it's got to be higher. And I, it's, and, I, and I bet, I would bet that there's more than 1 million divorces a year. It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, every everybody, you know why? Because misery loves company. Everybody's to, nobody can stay together. Nobody can fight through things. And then, of course, the big thing is, it's not their fault. It's everybody else's fault. So, in an article by the, the Economic Times, here are five celebrity couples who decided to go for the quick fix and opt out for no-fault divorce. Uh, that's another thing. So, Hollywood, I'm going to this. This is one of my segments I do every now and then. Because people look up to them. They look up to Hollywood, the people, especially the kids and stuff. You know, and I say kids, I mean like 35 and below. They look up to these kids. They look up to these people and they start trying to do what they do. So I think it's, uh, albeit that most of the, the relationships don't work out, there are very few that do. Like, you know, Goldie, Goldie Hawn and um, Kurt Russell. I think they're still married. They've been married for years. But... My point of what I'm saying, well, they've been married for decades, I mean. Um, but my point is that we I don't think we can no longer sit by. I don't think we should have been sitting by and not countering this. Um, we gotta show the the kids and people that are trying to get married or that are, are married that being married is fun and it's exciting. And it's it's great having someone a, a person with you all the time that that you love and and you they love you and you're going through this this um, this evil and this demonic society uh, you going through it with you know together journeying towards God and that's where people most people go wrong they don't re- they think that that we get married and it's just us and. You know, uh, it's just me and me and my wife, and that's what we're gonna. We just want to be together forever, and that is so selfish. The guy the other day, and you know, him and his wife, you know, he got um, they got married, and she didn't really want to have kids, and so she got they they got together, and um, they got married and everything, and she was got so depressed about having kids that she wanted she tried to take her own life. She tried to um she tried to uh you know thought about getting an abortion and thank God uh you know he, he's a good man and he talked her out of it. But women these days, man, they are so delusional. Um they don't it, it's just it's just ridiculous how everybody just wants it's just so selfish that they don't they don't even realize their purpose for even being here on this planet, which is to what? Have children, procreate. 
make saints out of those kids and send them back to God. Not just you and your husband or you and your wife, because honestly, that just is complete selfishness. Love is meant to be shared. And if you don't share the love with each, basically you, you and your wife, you share the love with each other. And then in nine months, you become one flesh and you have a child. That's what this is about. God created us not so we could just come down here and just do what we want to do, be selfish, never suffer a sacrifice. All we want to do is have a good time because God didn't need us for that because he is content in his own self. So my point of what I'm saying is, man, you know, God, that's why we have children. He wants us to have children to send those kids back to him as saints to do what? Share with him in a beatific vision, share with him his complete and total happiness and fulfillment and, and completeness in himself. So that's no theological stuff for today. <laughs> but, you know, I just thought about that, man. And I just thought about, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't going to put that in the script and I didn't put that in the script or nothing in the show today. But, you know, sometimes you just think about stuff and you just, you know, you just wing it. So, in this article today, again, by the Economic Times, here are five celebrity couples who decided to go for the quick fix and opt out for a no-fault divorce. But first, I want to talk briefly about God's true position on divorce. I'll quote sacred scripture uh, as proof of this later on. But for now, let me tell you a short story um, um, how, like, when I, I went, I was in Crucial, and then after I got through Crucial, um, we were uh, some of the friends, some of the dudes where we we're at one of the guys' house. We're in the basement. We're having a discussion about God and stuff. And I had always thought that um, divorce was okay if it was a, if there was adultery. And this is like many years ago that we had this discussion. And I always thought that divorce is okay. You know, if you, you know, I always thought that through God, if if a person committed adultery on you, then you, you have the right to divorce them. And they were like, no, Jerry, you cannot get a divorce, even if you are, um, even if the person messes around on you. And man, we, I sat there and argued with them dudes for I know it was like 10 minutes. But eventually they showed it to me in the Catholic Bible that, it, it, and it's not that we can't do that. And um, the purpose of me saying that is divorce is unacceptable in the in Christ in the church. Christ church. Why? Because the grass is never greener, man. And that's I deal with guys all the time. And, you know, I mostly deal with men whose wife has left them or are having a problem in their marriage or their wife wants a divorce or whatever. But the the main thing is, is people think that if I get a divorce and leave my husband or leave my wife, that it's going to be better. It's not going to be better. Now, in the Catholic Church, you can get divorced. You, you, I'm sorry, you can get you can separate. So separate because of what? Because of physical abuse is basically really the only time you can really separate this emotional abuse crap. And this he verbal abused me or she verbal abused me. That's just the wuss's way out, you know. But if there's physical abuse, right, you have you have to get away from the person. But even then, you can't get a divorce. Why? Because what happens if the person after five years or a year or 60 days or whatever, the person gets help 
and fixes themselves. And then you went off and start messing with some of the floozy somewhere, some home wrecker or some other dude mess. Uh, you know, your wife messed with some other dude. And then all of a sudden, you know, you you're trying to be a better man for her or she's trying to be a better woman for you. Well, you can't now. Well, you can. But there is a lot of complications. It was, you know, a lot of complications. The grass is never greener. That person has has problems, too. And then the, the thing about it is, is those people don't show you their problems until after a year or two years or three years or four years or five years. And then and then you think, well, this person is this, this person, not that person. OK, so. Um, we people get a divorce and don't want to work through anything, like I said, which makes their marriage stronger, man, I promise you. If people would just stay together and fight through it, it makes them love each other more. It makes their marriage stronger. It makes, uh, and plus it keeps God happy. You know, no matter what anybody says, man, you can, you can sit there and believe whatever you want, but I'm telling you, <laughs> God, you can't be uh, uh, divorcing your husband or your wife and then go marry somebody else and make love with them. Guess what that is? That's called mortal sin. Okay. The sixth commandment. All right. You can believe whatever you want. God does not have uh, forgive everybody. It's called thing called mercy. Mercy is great. But mercy is for all the uh, mercy is for us. All the other sins we do that we should go directly to hell for. You know, we, we have sex outside of marriage or we don't hold the Sunday. We don't go to church on Sunday or. You know, we do all these other sins and that we, instead of getting, being able to go to confession, we should be, be condemned to hell right off. But God has mercy on us. Why? Because we are human persons and we're broken after the fall. So that's what God's mercy is. Okay. But if you do some stuff, if you don't get forgiveness for that and you go out and you divorce your husband or you divorce your wife and then you go and marry somebody, even when you divorce, even in the, if you through the state, you divorce, but God, you're not divorced. So really, you haven't committed any sin yet. Sure, you, you know, you should probably should go back to your husband and go back to your wife and, and, and do all that. But really, you haven't committed a mortal sin yet. You just separate it and people separate for all kind of stuff. But I'm going to tell you, once you marry another person and you have and you and, 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 and even then. You still kind of cool, but once you consummate that and you didn't marry them and consummate that marriage and you living, you're not living as brother and sister, you're living as man and wife. Hey man, if you died right then, if you died right then after you and that new woman that had, that had the marital embrace, you are going to hell. Why? Cause it's a mortal sin. <laughs> okay. This ain't no joke. Okay. You can look at it however you want. But we're ready to get into the into the article now with these couples. So, um, second, so that was first. People don't they you know they 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 get a divorce, don't work through their problems. Then find that the person they are now with, or is just as bad or was or worse than the one they had. So, second, you take you with you. You can't escape you. That's another reason. So the first one is the grass is not greener. The second thing is you take you with you. I deal with dudes all the time. You know, everybody wants to go, you know, they, you know, wives want to leave their husband. Husband want to leave their wives to go find some other person. The problem is when you go to find another person, you still you. You didn't change. 
You didn't do nothing different. You didn't learn no lessons. Why? Because you didn't stay with your spouse. You didn't learn nothing. You learned to do what? To quit. That's what you learned. <laughs> so best what? You're going to take all your faults, all your um, all your crapped up stuff you do, all your in- 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 um, all the other stuff that you do when you go and do things, um, and you're going to take your personality, you're going to take your sinfulness, you're going to take your egotism, you're going to take your selfishness and all that stuff, you're going to take it wherever you go. And at first, it's going to be nice and cool. Everybody's fine. Everybody love everybody. Just like all marriages start out, like all relationships start out, everybody love everybody. But guess what? As soon as things start coming down, the sex starts stop being, you know, not as good as it was. Everything gets down to a normal level. You, your true stuff starts coming out. And there's true stuff coming out. That's why second marriages are worse or just as bad as first marriages. Okay. Like I said, you can't escape you. <laughs> so, so if you leave your spouse and get a divorce, uh, but you have so much pride and don't look to fix your faults first, how do you really expect things to change with your next so-called spouse? That's, that's a good point. We go and we go to see another person, get another person, but we don't, we don't never think it's nothing is our fault. Like all of me, you should see all of me when I put my Facebook ads on Facebook, when I put my podcast on Facebook and I have a thing, I have like, I have this one ad that says, uh, how to get a woman, how to get a wife back who has left her husband, uh, uh, asked for a divorce or divorced her husband or, or something like that. And you should hear all the baby dogging me out, talking about, I don't know nothing, talking about. You know, uh, how, you know, let her go. She ain't worth nothing. No way. And how she's a B and how, uh, man, these dudes these days, man, we used to be bad. It's really bad. And when some people are behind a computer screen, they really don't care. They say all kind of stuff, you know, let her go. She wasn't nothing anyway. I mean, these dudes, they are so selfish. And here's the thing is. They never look at themselves. It's always their wife's fault. It's always what she did. It's always what she didn't do this or she didn't do that. They have no clue of their brokenness and their complete selfishness. Um, and that's that's the deal. That's the deal, man. People don't want to fix their own faults. They'd rather sit there and bitch and whine and complain about her faults. But then, dude, then that's what happens. Then you look around, your kids all screwed up. Your wife didn't left and you by yourself. And then you get to be 70, 80, 90 years old and they put your butt in the darn notion home and your kids don't want to come see you. Your wife don't want to come see you because you didn't man up and do right. And then it's, but it's, but it still ain't your fault. It's God's fault. It's everybody else's fault. Yeah, whatever, man. I'm just ready to get mad about this crap. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Shoot. <laughs> anyway, uh, so look. We must fight and work things out. God knows what is best if we just be obedient and try to do the right thing the way God is asking us, man. It'd be, it, it will be, it is better. I'm living the life. It's not perfect. I still have, you know, trials and tribulations and stuff go wrong. And, you know, but man, for the most part, man, my life is good, dude. It is. It could be a lot worse. So for me, you know, so what? Um, 
God knows this and he knows that we are broken. Look, we must first fight and work things out. For me, it's through prayer, suffering, sacrificing, and serving our beloved so that he knows that she knows unconditionally that we cherish, love, and are devoted to her. For women, this is how women suffer. This is how women give their life away. It's through suffering, sacrifice, through prayer, submission to Christ, and submission to her husband, and serving him and your family by forgoing what? All her wants, all her desires, her career, her friends, and the world. And that is real hard for women. They always got to be talking, and they always got to feel close to the, you know, they got to have somebody they can talk to, and they got to have a career. And then the, the people at the career play at their job tell them how, how strong and how great they are and bloom and how all this is, you know, how they're doing a good thing. And then while at home, they got a kid, one kid, and the kid, that one kid is in daycare 10 hours a day. Yeah. Women, we, we dog out men. Everybody dogs out men all the time. And don't get me wrong. We deserve it for the most part. But women, nobody dogs them out. Nobody dogs out women. Women don't, su- women don't suffer and sacrifice for nothing either. These days, all they want to do is go out, have a good time like men. They want to go have a career. You know, they mamas don't teach them nothing. They mamas don't teach them nothing about how to be a real woman, how to be classy, how to, how to have manners. Most a lot of women today can't even say please and thank you. You know, are they ready as soon as, as soon as a man says something, not just a man, anybody says anything to them, they're ready to go off and lose all composure. And I don't care what color they are, I've seen them all do it. Black women, white women, all of them. And and, and it's 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 ridiculous. Women do not, we, they want to dog out men all the time. And sure, men are responsible for a lot of this crap. But look, women are too. They got they got their part in it too. They got to learn what they supposed to do. You know, all, all the women, they like my show and like when I talk because I be telling men what their mission is and what men supposed to be doing and how men supposed to sacrifice and serve them and, and, and all that stuff. But the true point of it is a lot of men would probably do better if they woman did better. Shoot, you know, and and sometimes people they don't really realize that it's no like I said at the beginning of this podcast nobody wants to blame, no one wants to look at themselves. They always want to blame the other person. Why? Because it's easier. It's easy. Blame God. It's his fault. It's her fault. It ain't me, man. That's crazy. Anyway, that's why our, that's why our marriage is messed up. The number one cause of of, mar- of marriage of in divorce of divorce and annulments and all that stuff. Is what? Selfishness. Because nobody wants to look at themselves. She's asked for divorce. Now what? Of course, you just didn't see it coming. But it has. So, now, what do you do? Well, what you do is, step one, you decide to man up and fight for her no matter what. Step two, Decide if one of these categories in the Marriage Maintenance Master Plan fits your situation. A. She's asked for a divorce. B. She has left the home. C. Mutually agreed separation but didn't want it. D. She's in the home but distant or separate bedrooms. E. You're divorced but didn't want it. Now, step three. If you are in one of these critical situations or close to it, then register to watch the Marriage Masterclass immediately at 
www.savemycatholicmarriage.com. Step four, after watching the masterclass, get the help you need by scheduling a discovery and strategy session to receive a proven plan of action tailored specifically for your situation. Many husbands will look at this and go back to allowing their marriage to fade into oblivion, accepting failure. But some will look at this and say, wonder if this works. Those are the warriors. Those are the husbands I want to go into battle with. Those are the husbands I want to work with. So allow me to help. Those that do nothing have a 100% chance of failure. Those that decide to battle, fight, and act like true men become worthy of winning their beloved back. Which are you? Visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com. That's www.savemycatholicmarriage.com. Learn how to once again become her hero. So now let's talk about five Hollywood hookups, shackups, and screw-ups that failed and are the true example of what not to do. So let's start with couple number one. Couple number one, Elizabeth Taylor and Conrad Nikki Hilton. The movie star and the real estate tycoon meet at L.A.'s Macombo nightclub in October of 1949. Now, look, we all know how, how nice looking from the waist up Elizabeth Taylor was. She had it all, you know. Um, so a year later, her and old Nikki. They were married in Beverly Hills with MGM picking up the tab for the actor's lavish wedding. Within 205 days of their wedding, the couple got got divorced. So what? 205 days. How many? How long is that? Woo! 180 days is six months. So, man, you talking what? Uh, uh, six, like eight months, nine months or something? Boy, <laughs> that's got to be some kind of record. So, and at 18 years old, Taylor won the divorce on a grounds of mental cruelty and refused alimony. Well, at least she did woman up like that. But, you know, mental cruelty, you know, that's, that's another way, way, way out. You know, women say the days, oh, he was, he abused, mentally abused me. He verbally abused me and all that kind of stuff. That's just that quote unquote feminist crap that women say when they don't feel that their husband loves them anymore. So what do they try to do? Get away from their butt. That's what they do. Women, if women were more honest too, you know, we want men to be honest and tell their feelings and, and, and have conversations with us. But if women stop talking in cold, and my wife does it too, talking that cold stuff, and you sitting there trying to figure out what she means, she, you know, she'll say something like, yeah, yeah, um, how does my, uh, how does my baby, how does, uh, do you, what, what, do you, what do you think about the food I just cooked? Now, that's a trap. That's a trap. Now, you could go one or two ways with that. See, you could go ahead and say what you truly mean, and then it'll be 40 years from now, and she'll bring up that time you said her chicken wasn't good. <laughs> or you can go, man, that was great. That was a really good meal. That was the bomb. Then guess what? Everything's kosher. That's that cold talking. That's what they do. They talk that code. So let's get on with the show. 
So Elizabeth, so Elizabeth what was it said she used was it grounds for her grounds for divorce were mental cruelty and she refused alimony. So look, Elizabeth Taylor had probably more marriages than any person in the history of the of Hollywood. Um, but she she just never got it, man. She just never got it. I mean, after about the third marriage, maybe, just maybe you look at yourself and ask yourself, what in the heck is wrong with me? Moreover, with Elizabeth, she had given herself to so many men that her pain and inhibitions were so high that every marriage she entered was probably hell from the get-go for the husband. You know that's true. You know that's true. Because he had no idea how to calm her or to make her happy. I know, fellas, it's not fair that no one teaches us this crap. Couple number two, Christy Supermodel Brinkley and Richard Taubman. The supermodel and the real estate developer met at the the Telluride Ski Resort in Colorado in 1994 when the two of them survived a helicopter crash. Brinkley was married to Billy Joel at the time. Huh. Hmm. That's kind of messed up. Eight months after the crash, Brinkley and Taltman married near the site of the crash. And they announced at their wedding that they were expecting a child. Their marriage ended, guess how long? Is it one year, two years, five years, or 10 years? Ding, ding, ding! The answer is a year. A year later, their marriage ended. See, this is what people talk about today. Nobody told Christy Brinkley that you were married to Billy Joe. And you and I love Billy Joe right now, but... If you marry this dude, you ain't going to love him either. You have, you can't, we got to stop telling people that love is everything. Man, love is important, but love is not the reason, the main reason for marriage, man. It's really not. You Once you with a person, if you try hard and they try hard and you go to grow towards God and you have kids and your family is, you know, you, you build your family right, you will grow to love that person more, hell, more than this so-called quote-unquote in-love stuff. Please, stop telling. So I get, I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you, every part, almost all the people in Christy Brinkley's life told her to leave Billy Joe because, you know, she loved this other dude now. And that, that's, that's, that's sinful, man. That's sinful, man. That, that, that's, that's causing society that's causing scandal in society to tell somebody to leave their husband and they probably had kids too you know to leave their husband man and and marry some other dude just because you 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 had an exciting event with them and then what happens it proves the point it proves god's point you was married you divorced a year later okay so also here's another lesson on, on this same couple that we all realize but no one wants to, to admit it to themselves until it's too late what makes you think that when you meet a woman and she is married to another man or with her with her, with her with her boyfriend and you somehow get her to sleep with you that uh then be with you or marry you that eventually when your relationship starts tanking and it will relationships always tank that she won't do the exact same thing to you that she did to the other dude 
So what made old Mr. Taubman think that, you know, Christy Brinkley wasn't going to do him how she did Mr. Billy Joel? What makes him think that? You think that you're so special that what's between your legs is 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 more special than what's between Billy Joel's legs? <laughs> no. No, dude. Get real. People tell you who they are if you are willing to see it. In this case, Christy girl left her husband, slept with another man, and had his child and married him. And all I can say, when it tanks, they will run. Why? Because they have a track record and have shown you that track record in spades. Couple number three, old Chad Johnson and Evelyn Lozada. Remember old Chad Johnson, Mr. Wide Receiver? Huh? Remember him? Football player, pro football player. The football player and the reality TV star married on July 4th, 2012, after dating for a couple of years. On August 11, Johnson was arrested on grounds of domestic battery. And I bet he's got a great story for that, too. I bet it ain't all his fault. I bet it ain't his, he gonna say it ain't his fault, right? He didn't, I didn't touch him, man. All I did was this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why her that's why that's why she got a big bruise on her eye. <laughs> so, oh, guess what? I should have kept going after headbutting Lazada during an argument. So I was right. <laughs> he headbutted her. Okay. So the athlete was at the time was playing for the Miami Dolphins, and soon after he was released. On August 14, Lazada filed for divorce which was finalized on September 19th. Johnson entered a plea of no contest for his charges and received a year probation. Okay, this is the classically what Father Chad Ripperger, uh, exorcist and psychologist in the Catholic Church, classifies as the curse of Eve. So what is the curse of Eve? The curse of Eve is this. Eve ate the apple during the fall. When she ate the apple, what did she do? She went to her husband. He punked out. He ate the apple too. She did that. Why? So she can control him so that she could not be in, in, you know, in the same position as him so that they could be in trouble together. So that's what women do. Since the fall, they try to control you. And so this is the classic thing with that. You know, Chad hit her. She got mad. So in order to get him back and control him to get him to act right, she goes, call the police on him and he gets in trouble. And then she divorces him and he still didn't act right, probably. So this comes from the point of view from the man and from the point of view from his wife. OK, first off, the wife, old boy, Chad's wife felt he didn't love her. She felt he didn't give her enough attention or basically started putting her and their marriage on the back burner. And once a woman senses this. She begins to rebel and exhibit the curse of Eve, which is what is happening here. First, they begin to try to control you by disrespecting you, becoming angry, depressed, and unhappy. Then they begin thinking of an exit strategy when you don't begin fixing yourself. That's the whole thing that I try and tell people. You are the leader as the man. Your wife is waiting on you. You, you, your wife is waiting on you to fix herself, to fix yourself. Your kids are waiting on you to fix yourself. Why? Because you're the leader. You're who they look to. If you think most dudes today, probably throughout the history of time, what they think is, well, look, yeah, I know I got my faults, but she got her faults too. 
And so he goes, well, so in our mind, as a man, what do we do? Well, when she fixes herself, I'll work on me. But see, it's never going to happen in a million years. It's not going to happen. Your family does what you do. And if you're a jerk, they're going to be a jerk. If you don't serve them, they ain't going to serve you. You are the leader. If you don't lead your family towards God, the family ain't going towards God. They're going to scatter. And if you don't understand that and get that in your head, man, it's, you're going to have problems. You're going to have problems, dude. Really. You are. You are the leader. It's not fair. That's how God set it up. Not saying life is fair. That's what I always get told. But the deal is, man, your wife is waiting on you to change. And when you change, she'll change with you. If you don't change, she sees no reason to change. Why? Because she thinks she already did everything she can do. She does. So she, in her mind, she has no reason to change. Okay? So then, like I said, they begin thinking, you know, once, you, once you, you don't get together and your wife didn't think she loves you, she didn't got angry and depressed, she starts disrespecting you, then she starts thinking of an exit strategy, right? Then most times they get another man to make you listen. Then they leave to, then they leave to make you listen. Then they file for separation to make you listen. Then they file for divorce to make you listen. Then they file for an annulment to make you listen. The key takeaway is why? Why I just go through that little stint? The key takeaway here is we are men and most times we don't listen until they leave or ask for a divorce. Why does your wife do this? Because these are, these are the stages that she goes through to try and get you to prove your love for her. And if you just get down to the core of it, that's what it really all is. Also, and to prove that you are the man she needs. Finally, these are the stages she goes through to get you to man up, become the leader, and begin fixing yourself. But we, but what do men do most of the time? We punk out and become effeminate and agree to the divorce and give them all they want. Look, here's the saying. You never give your wife what she wants. You give her what you know will make her happy. And that is what? God and his principles and leading her towards God. So this means you never submit and give a crazy woman what they want when they are trying to destroy your marriage and split up your family. Bam. All right. So number four, couple, couple number four, Chris Humphreys, Chris Humphreys and Kim Kardashian. The Kardashian and Humphreys marriage lasted all of 72 days but the divorce proceedings went on for months the reality tv celebrity and the nba star met in 2011 while kardashian was filming her show after a quick engagement that lasted 90 days the couple was married in a star-studded widely televised ceremony i didn't see that hmm. at the time the divorce Kardashian was expecting a child at the, at the time of the divorce. Kardashian was expecting a child with her rapper boyfriend, Khan. Yay. West. You know, I just had to say it. I got to say it. I got to say it. God the Father knows what he's doing. He knows. He knows. He knows. Man, this is the prime reason why you don't sleep with a woman before you marry her. Prime reason. Because once you do, things get all murky and cloudy. 
then everything is all about emotion and logic is thrown out the window. I mean, come on, dude. 72 days? That's what? 36? That's a month and a week. A month and two weeks. No, two months and two weeks. I mean, oh boy, he probably didn't even know her favorite color when they got married. That's how quick that was. (laughs) Then, when they did get married and he began living with her, he saw how completely like Eve she really was. Complete and total selfishness. He basically found himself in his worst nightmare. Hell on earth. Boy, 72 days. Woo. Next, couple number five, the last one. Donatella Fazzacci and Manuel Delori. So, the Fazzacci clan, huh? The Italian power couple, one of the leader, one the leader of a hugely successful fashion house, and the other a businessman, divorced within a year of being married. The couple was married in 2004 and were divorced by 2005. Despite speculation, little is known behind the couple's decision to part ways. Versace has two children with her first husband, Paul Beck. You have to know, you have to know that this is the classic case of too many folks involved in a couple's marriage. Babies from other people all over the place. The other babies' mamas and daddies are all in the business. uh, And the married couple has no idea how to handle it. But instead of digging in and focusing on the marriage, they succumb to the demonic influence in their marriage and home. And they're defeated easily. Why? Because God is nowhere around. Just like in this country right now. God is off the courthouse. He's out of, uh, you know, he's out of the White House. He's out of the, he's out of all the states. It's just and we wonder why things are so bad. Because also, like God, he's left, he's left, he's nowhere around. And the saying I like to say is, and Jesus has left the building. Without Jesus around, the demonic just plays with you. So they have no grace, no true love, and no sacrifice. Doomed to failure. Look, here's the bottom line. I stated many good arguments for the reason our Lord forbids divorce. And if you really think about it and remove the blinders, you will see that they are valid and true. Think about it. I talked a little bit about it before, and then I went over the article in the five couples. See, we all think we could never be where those people are. We all think that. We think we could just keep being selfish, having an ego, not serving each other, not having God around or Jesus Christ or the chair of the church, Christ church. And we just think, you know, we just going to, everything's going to be turned out all right. But it don't. And if you don't get a divorce many times, most couples these days, they're, they're lackluster marriage. They have no passion for each other. They just go along to get along. They don't hardly, hardly even see each other. And then we just think it's just going to be great and true love. Everything's just going to work out. No, it's not going to work out. If you as a couple are not journeying towards God, in the end, it just gets blah. It gets, it gets end and blah. You have to have a common goal. And if all you have as the common goal is you and yourself and your husband has him and himself, then your love just turns to being upon each other. It's not being shared. It's not nothing going on. And the kids sense it too. The kids ain't stupid. Okay. 
So like I said, if you really think about it and remove the blinders, you will see that everything that I talked about with those couples and before is true. But one thing I didn't say is this, and I did say it, but I said it earlier. Even though we aren't allowed to divorce, we are allowed to separate. But I want to make this point really clear and get away from a spouse who is physically abusive. But separation is not divorce. Why? Because like I said before, people change and all that stuff. And if somebody changes and you get yourself to another person, it it, it, it causes a lot of problems. You've inserted a crazy person in the middle of you and your wife's marriage. And the last thing I want to say on this part before I get to the proof or sacred scripture, I'm so sick and tired of people saying the kids will be okay in a divorce. No, they won't. The kids are never okay. They won't. They won't. They won't. Please stop saying that. What kids do you know? Because everybody goes, well, my parents got divorced and I turned out okay. No, you didn't. The fact that you're saying that shows that you ain't okay. You didn't turn out okay. <laughs> so, move it on. Now, let's go into the foundation of marriage. As seen through sacred scripture and the church. Christ church. So, divorce in scripture, Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 through 9, marriage and divorce. When Jesus finished these words, he left Galilee and went to the district of Judea across the Jordan. Great crowds followed him and he cured them there. Some Pharisees approached him and tested him, saying, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause, whatever? Jesus said in reply, have you not read that from the beginning, the creator made them, made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human being must separate. They said to him, then why did Moses command that the man give the woman a bill of divorce and dismiss her? Jesus said to them, because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning, it was not so. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful and marries another commits adultery. Is that, is that plain? That pretty much says it. It's from Christ's own mouth. <sighs> so, I mean, like I said, you could deny all you want. Hardness of your heart means that if if that husbands were probably killing the reason Moses Moses allowed for the divorce because back then it wasn't all civilized, and so if he if he wouldn't let them divorce their husband, divorce their wives, they were probably killing the wives and stuff. You know, and beating them and all that stuff. That's what hardens your heart. The second thing is when he says the marriage is unlawful. That is so in the Catholic Church. So that's like the annulment thing. So like in the Catholic Church, and I could be wrong, but I think I'm at least pretty close to, to being to on this on the right point that that the hardness, not the hardness of the heart, but the, the unless the marriage is unlawful. What that means is basically annulment. So in the Catholic Church, annulment is basically when you get an annulment, that means the marriage never took place, that you shouldn't have been married 
and that through canon law in the church, there's something, you know, you know, like, like, for example, like a person when a couple was getting married and then the man turns out to be gay, but he didn't tell his wife and then they get married. That is a, that's that, that is a definite, definite 100% cause for an annulment and that, and that will probably get um, enforced through the tribunal. And that's just one case, you know, or if a woman, if a, the, a couple gets married, but the woman decided before they got married that she wasn't going to have any kids. That is big one too. That's a real big one. So that's kind of what we're talking about the unlawful thing. So, okay. So here's what the Catholic church, Christ church teaches on divorce. What is what, which is what Christ handed down as stated in the catechism of the Catholic church, Christ church. So in the catechism, paragraph 2382, it says the Lord Jesus insisted on the original intention of the creator who willed that marriage is indissoluble. He abrogates the, the accommodations that had slipped into the old law between the baptized, a ratified and consummated marriage cannot be dissolved by any human power or for any reason other than death. The separation of spouses while maintaining the marriage bond can be legitimate in certain cases provided for by canon law. If civil divorce remains the only possible way of ensuring certain legal rights, the care of the children, or the protection of the inheritance, it can be tolerated and does not constitute a moral offense. Divorce is a grave offense against the natural law. It claims to break. Now, remember, okay, remember, the natural law is the Ten Commandments. So in the Ten Commandments, adultery is what? I'll let you think about it. Okay. It's six. Number six. Okay. It's the sixth commandment. Adultery. This is what they're talking about. So, so divorce is a grave offense against the natural law. It claims to break the contract to which the spouses freely consented to live with each other till death. Divorce does injury to the covenant of salvation of which sacramental marriage is the sign. Contracting a new union is even, even if it is recognized by civil law as to the gravity of the rupture, the remarried spouse is then in a situation of public and permanent adultery. If a husband separated from his wife approaches another woman, he is an adulterer because he makes that woman commit adultery. And the woman who lives with him is an adulteress because she has drawn another's husband to herself. Divorce is immoral, immoral, also because it introduces disorder into the family and into society. This disorder brings grave harm to the deserted spouse, to children traumatized by the separation of their parents who are often torn between them. And because of its contagious effect, which makes it truly a plague on our society. Need I say any more? Bam. So, what do you think? Send your questions or comments to radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. Radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. 2,000 years of wisdom I just read. Listen, learn, be obedient. Bam!
She's asked for divorce. Now what? Of course, you just didn't see it coming, but it has. So now what do you do? Well, what you do is step one, you decide to man up and fight for her no matter what. Step two, decide if one of these categories in the marriage maintenance master plan fits your situation. A, she's asked for a divorce. B, she has left the home. C, mutually agreed separation but didn't want it. D, she's in the home but distant or separate bedrooms. E, you're divorced but didn't want it. Now, step three, if you are in one of these critical situations or close to it, then register to watch the Marriage Masterclass immediately at www.savemycatholicmarriage.com. Step four, after watching the Masterclass, get the help you need by scheduling a discovery and strategy session to receive a proven plan of action tailored specifically for your situation. Many husbands will look at this and go back to allowing their marriage to fade into oblivion, accepting failure. But some will look at this and say, wonder if this works. Those are the warriors. Those are the husbands I want to go into battle with. Those are the husbands I want to work with. So allow me to help. Those that do nothing have a 100% chance of failure. Those that decide to battle fight and act like true men become worthy of winning their beloved back which are you visit www.savemycatholicmarriage.com that's www.savemycatholicmarriage.com learn how to once again become her hero So, in conclusion, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, and it states, Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So, go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you, Christian soldier, for listening in today. Do you have a critical or pressing problem in your marriage right now? Want help? Come on the show and ask me in person. We can do this completely anonymously. You don't have to be on camera or say your name. It's totally up to you. I would just love to have you as a guest on the show. More importantly, you would be helping other men as well. Contact me at RadicalQuestions at CatholicAlpha.com And lastly, please share this podcast with someone that may need help in their marriage or relationship. Help me save a marriage today.